signals for the Baltimore Colts. Unitas gives to Amici. The Colts are the world champions. Amici scores. That's amazing. Sensational. Dramatic. Hard-running. Exciting. Thrilling finish in the history of college football. California has won the big game. Go crazy, folks. This is Phil Steele. This is Mike Burnham. This is West Durham. This is Mike Ashley. Woo, mercy, this is handsome Jimmy Vance, the Boogie Woogie Man. Hey, guys, I'm ESPN's Marty Smith, and you're listening to Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Are you ready to rock? Are you ready to rock? Okay, let's do it. You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network, 101.7, 103.5, and 1460. Simulcasting on 710 WFNR. Streaming online at WRADradio.com and the TuneIn app for your phone. Join the conversation now on the Long and Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900. Now your host, Rick Watson. Rick Watson. It's the finally Friday edition, and my goodness gracious, what a big night for Liz Kitley and the Tech women. Hope you're doing well, wherever you might be. You can call us up on the Baker Team hotline, as always, 639-4900. Text line, 744-2990. Rick with a capital R and New River Radio, however you would like to join us. Uh, The Power Hour is going to have Jen and Mike Ashley as we round out another week together here on the program heading into what what do we have here let's see we had, we had record-setting temperatures yesterday a little colder with some rain tomorrow but 50s again on sunday mid 50s today as you have regular season hoops winding down in ratford 
the Big South. Tech um, plays at Duke on the men's side. Stick and ball sports all over the place once again. And as I just played last night, Virginia Tech's women's team continues to roll as they knock off Carolina in what was not the most attractive of basketball games for most of it. It was a defensive slugfest, but nonetheless, it's always sweet and looks great when you win like Tech did. Not only did Kitley hit the game winner, she became Virginia Tech's all-time leading scorer. She needed 17 points to pass Aisha Shepard's record, and she did that in the fourth quarter in far fewer games, by the way. She did it in 113 games. Shepard did it in 159. But she hit the shot at the end, and that's what she'll remember most because it gave her team a victory. Tech's now won seven in a row, and we talked with Kenny Brooks earlier this week, and you know this was one that he had kind of highlighted a little bit, right? He said, you know, let's Carolina on the road. It's another one of those games. It's just kind of sitting there with the success they've had. How would they go out and respond? And they struggled a lot. They struggled offensively. Their defense really played well. And that was the big thing. Kitley ended up with 21 points in the basketball game. Kiana Trailer had a big game. She had 20 points. Georgia Amore, 10 points. More assists. I mean, she does it all. And this Tech team, as I've said, I really believe is a Final Four team. And, and I'm going to, again, when you win games like this, I think people have the, the wrong reaction at first. Like the people are going to say, wow, you know, they almost lost, and that's a struggle. Should that be a concern? Well, here's, here's the reason it should not be. Because, for one thing, it's a road conference game, and what is our rule here on the program? Toughest thing to do in collegiate sports is win road conference games, no matter what you're talking about. And the fact that they had to battle and face some adversity and it didn't cost them a loss, right? You learn a lot about yourself, and you hear coaches say, well – It's a tough loss, but uh, we'll learn from this. And the other side of it is, boy, it's nice to learn a valuable lesson and it didn't put a number up in the right-handed column. So there's a lot of pluses in a game like this. Um, I think a lot more positives than negatives, to be honest. So this is one that feels like it could be a tournament game, whether in the ACC or the NCAA. You have to grind out some wins. It's not always going to come easy. So congratulations to Coach Brooks and especially to uh, Liz Kitley for not only hitting the game winner, but uh, also breaking the all-time scoring record, which was inevitable. But nonetheless, it was a a very good thing to see her get that done. Um, Her toughness is something Kenny Brooks talked about, that maybe there was this reputation that she wasn't tough enough, right? And teams around the league were trying to expose that. And when we talked to Kenny, he he said, you know, it was that game at Duke where they were just they were just beating the hell out of her. I mean, they were running bigs at her and she just I mean, they were just trying to they were knocking her off her line. She couldn't catch the ball. I mean, they got away with a whole lot of things. And and Coach Brooks said, you know, <laughs> I'd not seen the game be that physical directed at one player and not be called. Well it sounded like to me she took that very personally, and look how she's responded since then. She's the ACC Player of the Year in the preseason. She's going to be the ACC Player of the Year in the postseason. And to see her develop the way she has, I mean, without 
ever forgetting her immense skill set anyway, but to see her continue to improve is uh, it's a fun thing to watch. So congratulations to the ladies, and um, I think they're going to keep it rolling right on through the tournament. I really do. And I think if they keep winning, I mean, they've got to get at least a number two seed, right? If they went out, <clears throat> ACC tournament champs, they're going to get a number two seed. I really believe that. And then the Castle is going to be absolutely jam-packed for that team in the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament. That, I think, is already assured. Tech's going to be hosting a couple of NCAA games, whether it's uh, as a two-seed or a three-seed. But there's still a lot to get to, and I understand that. So we won't get too far ahead of ourselves, but uh, that's a big, big win for them and a big night and really cool um, how they were able to get it. And not surprised at all to see them battle through some things and win on the road. I mean, a Carolina team is ranked, right? They've won all these games now, five straight, against ranked teams as well. During this stretch of games where they had all these ranked squads, they'd never done that before. And they get it done again. I mean, it's just um, undaunted, undaunted, this, this, this team. All right, let's go to the Baker team hotline. Hey, good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Gary. How you doing? Hey, Gary. How you doing, man? Good. I want to ask you, I know uh, Notre Dame's uh, basketball coach is stepping down after this year. Have you heard if he's retiring or if he wants to coach somewhere else? Mike Bray was very honest with me, Gary. We uh, spoke with him, you know, Radford, we opened up with Notre Dame, and he was great. Um, he doesn't just like to sit down and do an interview. He, we recorded him for our pregame. He talked to me for about 10, 15 minutes, and Digger Phelps was actually in there, too. Um, it was interesting. But I think Mike Bray was resigned to the fact this was going to be his last year. He almost quit last year. As a matter of fact, he told me during the interview if they had not gotten to the tournament last year, he was going to go ahead and step down because at that point he feels like he hasn't done his job. And he was very honest during the interview. He feels like he's let um, this team and Notre Dame down the last few years because they haven't been very good. And he has the oldest team experience-wise in the country. I really believe he thought they'd get back to the tournament. And when he realized they weren't, I believe, Gary, just to be honest, knowing him, he decided to step down. He's done coaching, I think. Um, he decided to step down because he knows he would have been asked to leave. That's where this whole thing was headed. I really believe that. All right. I asked you probably about a month ago about Chris Beard. Uh, since the – Charges were dropped against him. Do you think that's going to make it uh, quicker for him to get back into coaching, or do you still think he's you know, probably going to have to sit out a few years? I think he'll be out a, at least another full year, but somebody will circle back. They always do, right? I expect it to happen with Greg Marshall at some point, and it'll always happen. And it comes down to the thing, right? You have an incident. Is it, Should you be labeled your entire life for something like that, especially when the charges are dropped? Just like Trevor Bauer. You know, with the Dodgers. I still don't understand how he's being just completely exiled uh, from baseball when he wasn't found guilty of anything. But, yeah, I think he will be back in coaching a little quicker. I don't know the time frame, but he's too good of a basketball coach. And you know, Gary, right, it always works that way. Somebody's going to say, well, you know what, we got to win. We're getting ready to have another conference restructuring, whatever it might be. We need money. We got. We got to win. So somebody will roll the dice on. There'll be a lot of conditions in his contract, but yes, I believe someone will hire him. Probably. I'm looking for him to be back into coaching in um, twenty. What do we got? Twenty four, twenty five. 
Yeah, 24-25 would be my pick. Yeah, I was wondering if maybe Texas Tech would uh, want to try to get him back. Uh, Never know. Because yeah. they're not having too too good of a season this year. He's in, Yeah, and he's, they, they, you know, they lamented him being gone from the get-go. So, yeah, I could see that happen. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, Rick. Thanks, man. All right. We're just getting started here on the finally Friday edition, 639-4900. And, you know, it... You know, I understand, especially today, in today's world, it was much easier even a decade ago or less for coaches to have an issue and then resurface. Rick Pitino comes to mind. Before people start saying something about another coach, I mean, look at all the things Rick Pitino did. (laughs) I mean, and he kept getting chance after chance because programs knew that he was a championship pedigree type of coach. So... I guess it's just up at that point to the individual university community, right? How much do you forgive? How much do you hold against somebody? I mean, how many people stand outside of glass houses with big rocks? I've been reminded of that a lot this week down at Radford with everything that's going on. Right? People make mistakes. Do we sit there and make that be something that... Now, there are different levels of mistakes, clearly. But as Gary said, too, in the case of Beard, I mean, she said, look, I'm dropping all charges. Trevor Bauer had all charges dropped against him, and the woman who accused him admitted that she pretty much embellished all the charges and everything they did was consensual, yet he can't get a job in baseball. It's politics. It's whatever it may be. But, yeah, I mean – me and, and you and, and everybody else that's has something in their life they wish they could erase from their ledger. Fortunately, hopefully it hasn't cost you a chance professionally or hasn't cost me. And I know there are different levels of it. We're not talking about going out and murdering somebody or, or something like that or, you know, whatever. But I'm just saying that in, in these cases and then they're dropped, They're high profile because they're sports cases and they're high paid professionals. I mean, how much do we sit there and just continue to say, nope, they can never come back? Who are we as fellow humans to make that kind of qualification to anyone? I mean, there are certain things that you don't come back from. I really believe that, you know, depending on the crime, the punishment's going to fit the crime. Well, Trevor Bauer's going to end up missing maybe three full years of his professional career, how much time does he have to serve? How long does Greg Marshall have to sit out? How long does – I don't know the answers to the questions, but I just know that everything that Rick Pitino did, including hiring strippers and having all this stuff happen and all the NCAA rules at the time he broke and all the things that were recorded in the conversation – I mean – He's still coaching college basketball. He's at Iona now. He's not at a Power Five, but that's a pretty good gig. So I'm just saying, I, you know, I, I've kind of come full circle. I think everybody has. As you get a little older, you realize, you know what? Older you get, that means the more years that you've lived, that means you probably have more opportunities to make mistakes or bad decisions, and you hope that your bad decisions, first of all, don't affect too many other people. And if they do, how long are you supposed to be punished? I mean, come on. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We're just getting started. Finally, Friday edition, Jen and Mike Ashley in hour number three. Stay with us. Don't go away.
absolute best sports talk in the New River Valley, period. And you can quote us on that. That's the fact, Jack! That's the fact, Jack! More Big Dog next on WRAD. Deacon's my name, and Bowling's my game. Gutter ball, gutter ball! How are you going to score there? Come on, three strikes and you're out. We just won another round of light beer from Miller. Yeah, light sure tastes great. Let's fill it! Tastes great! Wait a minute, wait a minute. There it is, down there. Take your time. Eight ball in the pocket. Bubba, this ball doesn't have any holes in it. Yeah, it does. The score's all even. Last frame, who's up? Rodney. Rodney! You gotta be a mistake. Hey, you kidding? It's a piece of cake. <laughs> all we need is one pin, Rodney. We didn't get my turn yet. I'm gonna break this time. Oh, my goodness gracious. I was just in the mood to see one of those wonderful, beautiful light beer commercials from the day. If you're a sports fan, there's never been a better commercial ongoing series, if you will, than those those old light beer commercials. There at the end, Rodney Dangerfield, they needed one pin for the red team. And he rolled a perfect ball that hit the middle pin, and then it deflected off. It wasn't. It didn't do anything. Yeah. And then, of course, you have Coach Madden coming through at the end. But anyway, just needed a little little pick me up today. That was one of those. Great. Deacon Jones sitting there, opening it up. Dick Buckus is sitting there with Bubba Smith. Bubba, this this ball doesn't have any holes in it. He just sticks his fingers through it. Now it does. I mean, come on. Yes, yes, TV was much better than at least the ads were. (laughs) I don't know. You know, those are my all-time faves. The Bo Nose commercials, remember those? Those were really, really good. Some of those Michael Jordan commercials were memorable. The ones with Larry Bird, where they're shooting the ball off of all these entities within the building to win, I think it's a Big Mac or something. I don't know. I have to find that one, too. But any event. Uh, lots of text messages coming in. We just talked about opening up uh, the Hokie women last night and Liz Kitley breaking the record. Great stuff. People are excited about that team. Let's go back to the Baker team hotline. Hey, good morning. Hey, Wayne. How you doing? Hey, Wayne. How are you? I just called in to say that Ron, Rodney Dangerfield it's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, he's, you know, he's great. I mean, he's just, uh, he always said, I get no respect. Oh, he was so funny. <laughs> those, those old Tonight Shows, man, he would have Johnny laughing. I mean, just classic, classic stuff. Yeah. Well, y'all have a blessed day. I just want to call in, Kate. Yeah, thanks, Wayne. I appreciate you, man. Take care. Uh, yeah, he really was, man. It's just Rodney Dangerfield. Just so funny. The the rapid fire. You know, you had Robin Williams, who, of course, was brilliant, the genius that he was with the stream of consciousness type of humor. Well, that's what 
Rodney Dangerfield was doing, even though his were kind of more planned jokes and things like that. But, I mean, he would just reel off those one-liners. Ah, good stuff, man. We don't have that. We don't have that now. We just don't. I mean, there's some funny people out there, but that was that was a special time. All right, we're going to take a break, come back. We're halfway home, hour number one. Hope you're okay on a Friday. in the bag. Look, Big Mac fries. Play you for it. You and me for my Big Mac? First one to miss watches the winner eat. No dunking. <laughs> one beat. Which beat? Get in there. Off the floor, off the scoreboard, off the bank board, no rim. Second rafter, off the floor, nothing but net. Through the window, off the wall, nothing but net. What you want is what you get, and the title's the day. Off the expressway, <laughs> over the river, off the billboard, through the window, off the wall, nothing but net. Oh, what a great commercial. That's the Larry Bird, Michael uh, Jordan, and yes, it was for a Big Mac. <laughs> Bird throwing in no dunking. Six three nine forty nine hundred. And the thing about it, you know, as you watch that and you see that thing unfold, you're thinking those two guys at that time of their careers, you're like, yeah, you know what? I I could see that. I can see them making those shots. <laughs> That's not too far fetched. Yeah, I can see Bird going from about halfway up in the stands to. Banking it off the corner of the scoreboard and in. I can see Jordan going through a window and over a right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any event. All right, good stuff. We heard the uh, Liz Kitley call the final shot. Big win. Kenny Brooks, you could tell when we talked to him this week, he was a little, little concerned. He, he mentioned that game three or four times. Just I think it was one that he was kind of eyeballing. And... Um, Many of you have agreed on the text line, 744-2990, that a win like that says a lot. I think it says a lot more about your team than if you go and you just blow somebody out by 20 or 30. Because you have adversity on the road. These are going to be tournament as you get deeper and deeper, either in the ACC or the NCAA tournament. These are the kind of games that you have to grind out and win. So from that perspective, it is a very positive thing. Um, for that team and we'll see I think they'll finish up the regular season strongly and then head into the tournament and I believe they're going to be a number two seed um, if not there should be a uh, an investigation <laughs> that's just the way I'm going to say it should be an investigation if they're not um, but yeah it's uh, it's it's one of those things you know what else we have today I mentioned all the things in the open that are going on this weekend with basketball and baseball and softball and everything else Baseball, Major League Baseball, spring training games start today. Now, I know a lot of people won't care. And a lot of times you don't see any of the major players for a long time, and maybe it's only in that bat or two or whatever, early especially. But it's going to be kind of cool to see the highlights. 
right? It's going to be really cool to see that kind of stuff. Guys out there, get you closer and closer to the start of March. I mean, we're almost at the end of February now. I mean, those will be some great sights, man. I'll be excited for that stuff. Very, very excited. Text messages coming in about those old commercials. Dave says, man, I'm so glad to hear that this morning. I'd completely forgotten about how great that era of TV was. Thanks, Dave. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it is what it is. And I know as we as you get older, and we always used to say that to our dads, right? Yeah, whatever, Pops. I don't want to hear about your music or your entertainment or the cars or the women, <laughs> whatever it may have been, sports back in your day, because it's much better my day. You're just you're just stuck in the past. Lordy Morty. Now how many times now do I go back just and go, wow, you know what? Now I know exactly what dad was talking about. <laughs> right? You gotta be honest about it. And look, I, I like to think for where I am in my life and all the things I've experienced, I'm fairly hip. I hang out with young people down at Radford University. I I feel like I, I, I adjust to the the younger trends. My children are still I mean, my oldest child's twenty two, so I'm I'm in that generational that generational pool, right? I, I feel like I can understand what some things that they like and so forth, right? I don't feel like I'm too far out of it. <laughs> But I'm telling you, man, all you have to do is well, all you have to do, just look at the pure crap that was the Super Bowl commercials. All right, I mean, you can't go back and find a better commercial franchise than those. If you're especially if you're sports minded, than those '70s, early '80s, mid '80s light beer from Miller commercials. They were the absolute best. They were the absolute best. Bo knows the Converse song. I have to find that one. I had a request for that one. People are like, what are you talking about, the Converse song? I've played this one before. Um, they're singing a song. Now, Jordan is not part of this, I don't believe. Pretty sure he's not, because Isaiah Thomas was part of this, and Michael Jordan hated Isaiah Thomas. Most people in the NBA hated him. That's why he didn't make the Olympic team. No matter what they try to say, here you go. This is for you. This is for you, Larry. The Converse weapon. That's the shoot. That's magic. Do what he was born to do. It may be so, but that's not all. They let Isaiah play like he's 10 feet tall. Or the kind of moves that never fail. The weapon's the choice of Kevin McHale. The same is true for Mark McGuire. When I wear weapons, I'm on fire. Well, what can the weapons do for King? Well, I can do just about anything. You already know what you did for me. What? I walked away with the MVP. The Converse uh, weapon. Ah, uh, the see there? Weapon in the, NBA. the Converse weapon. That's Bird who comes up at the end. You already know what they did for me. I walked away with the MVP. <laughs> so good. So good. Wow. In that commercial, too, there's some people you don't, you don't expect to see, right? You forget about. Bernard King, Mark Aguirre, the Dallas Mavericks. Man, I miss those days of the NBA. 
Man, I really, really miss them. Mm. Just a great era. Just a great, great era. All right, now here we go. Now here we go. this This is when you get me down the rabbit hole. Here we go. Bo knows. People want to hear Bo knows now because I mentioned it. All right, here we go, just for you. It's Friday. This is what we do. Don't I know you? Nice shoes. Are you sure we haven't met before? Now, where's that Tour de France thing? Nice shoes. I knew I should have taken the right turn at Albuquerque. Have you ever been to L.A.? Oh, don't surf. That's what you think, dudes. Mike, you won't join me in a spot of tea. Where'd you play your college ball? What is he doing here? I thought this was another Bono's commercial. Sonny Bono, ladies and gentlemen, makes an appearance in that commercial. Has anyone seen Bo's ball? I know. Kansas City. Nice shoes. You ever play with Bo Diddley? Bo Diddley. Ah, it's good stuff. Good stuff all the way around. Is there, I mean, I guess there are, I'll say it this way. There aren't too many sadder real life stories than Bo Jackson and his hip injury and what we were robbed from, but more importantly, what he was robbed from as great I'm an athlete. Still to this day, the best overall athlete I think I've seen. I mean, Bo Jackson was the modern-day Jim Brown. And to see him get hurt against the Bengals after that long run, he looked like just a step and he was going to be okay, and he never came back. Had the hip surgery. Played baseball a little while. I believe in his first at-bat with the White Sox, when he came back, I believe he hit a home run. But man, oh man, the things we didn't get to see Bo Jackson do. But again, like I said, we you suspend reality with those commercials when you see Jordan and Bird and you think maybe they could actually do it. When you see Bo Jackson in that commercial back in the day doing all the different sports, you think, yeah, he could do that. The, the other good one, too, is when Wayne Gretzky, he shows up playing hockey and Wayne Gretzky just looks at him and goes, Nah, no, no, you're not, you're not, you're not here. <laughs> you're not here. <laughs> Great stuff, man, all the way around. But reminiscing, reminiscing. Good stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, Wayne sent chicks dig the long ball, but since they are all just blatant cheaters. <laughs> and stain the game forever. It's hard for me to get into that one now. <laughs> I like it from the pitching perspective. That was what Maddox and Glavin and those guys. Yeah. yeah. Is that the angriest we've been as sports fans? You think? You think that's the angriest we've been as sports fans that we all fell for the the lie that was the baseball steroid era? What do you think? We all bought into it. I did. It was a national story, man. Every TV, everything was broke. They would break into live coverage of the game, Sosa versus McGuire. 
and what we now know was a completely and utterly um, allowance by Bud Selig at the time, who, by the way, is in the Hall of Fame. <clears throat> and now we know that none of it was legitimate. Is that the angriest? I mean, I still look back at that thinking, wow, that was a national phenomenon. And, na- and we could look at Mark McGuire and say, he's bigger than 98% of NFL players at the time. Right? 98%. You could see McGuire, the hulking arms and shoulders. I mean, this was America's pastime, for God's sakes. I mean, looking back on it, whew, what a farce that was. You know, I, yeah, yeah, you know what, Wayne? That's a good one. That's a good one. Lance Armstrong. I never bought into the Lance Armstrong hype because I had heard early on that he was doping. And, you know, that came to a head. Everything Lance Armstrong did was a lie. Every Tour de France, everything. Live strong, all the money and all that. That guy is probably the biggest individual fraud. That's a good one, Wayne. He has to be the biggest individual fraud in modern sports history. One of, anyway. I'm sure I'm missing examples. But the way he conned everybody and then continually lied and lied and lied and lied and lied some more and was given chance after chance when everybody in his industry knew he was cheating. Everybody, like everybody, because about 92% of them were doing something. And eventually it all came out because they were seeing the money that he was making and realizing what he was doing. And they're thinking, wait a minute, how can he make all that money when I can't? Right? Oh, yeah, the can- I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, the big cancer scare he allegedly had. Still don't know the, what was going on there. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad, too. I mean, when you see people today out riding their bikes – Right, that was all spurred on. They're wearing that like Tour de France gear. They're all trying to still be Lance Armstrong, or that's what inspired it. Right, and I saw so many of the old yellow Lance shirts. Just... Right, tell me I'm wrong. That, that he he inspired a whole generation of folks on bikes that you have to avoid on curvy roads now because they don't get out of the way and almost cause all sorts of accidents. (laughs) (sighs) Live strong. Take more synthetic drugs. If you take synthetic drugs, you're going to exceed as well physically. Like me, Lance Armstrong. No, biker pants are not a good look, Wayne. I'm sorry. Biker pants, bike pants, whatever you want to call them, those spandex things are not a good look on anybody. I'm not talking about, you know, I'm not talking about the uh, the full length version that a lot of uh, women wear. I'm not talking about those. I'm just talking about the biker shorts. <laughs> those are not. Those aren't a good look. <laughs> like you're not gonna. Come over one day when we're going to have like a college football Saturday planned and see me out there 
grilling meat with my biker shorts on. It's not going to happen. Yeah, they're yoga pants, but what they're called, they call them something else now. They call them. Now, those are okay. I won't get into why they're okay because I'm sure I'll offend someone and then I'll be canceled, but those are okay. But not. Not the uh, not the bike short. Those those don't those don't necessarily bring out the essence of of good things. No, they do not. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the bikey shorts, the old coach's shorts, Coach Hicks. Yeah, bring those back, man. That's a sharp look right there. Those are, you saw a coach wearing the old bike shorts when you were back in high school football. 70s, 80s, maybe even in the 90s. You wearing those, you know you've got some authority hanging out at practice. You're a man's man. You're not messing around when you wear the old polyester bikey shorts. Bike, bikey, were they bike? They were bike. They weren't bikey, they were bike. Oh, yeah. Love those things, man. I think I still have an old pair, to be honest with you. All right, we're wrapping up hour number one. Jen and Mike Ashley in hour three. You want to talk about the Tech women last night? Whatever's on your mind heading into the weekend. Tech men are at Duke. Radford finishes up tomorrow. They've got their senior day against Campbell. A lot going on. We'll wrap up hour one when we return. We've heard the other guys. And frankly, we've heard enough. Now shut that door and get the hell out of here. The grown-ups are talking, so sit down and listen. Yeah, that's right. Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson returns next on the WRAD Talk Network. You know when a man comes on his radio program and admits that he liked David Cassidy, some of that music, I can proudly say, you're damn right I like the monkeys. Can it be to a daydream and a homecoming queen? You know you like this song. Come on. They've got like four or five, man, that are just classic. All right, before we head out, we have to cap off playing the old light beer uh, commercials. Yes, I had, what, one, two, three, four, five, nine requests. Here we go. It has to be Bob Euchre capping off. You know, one of the best things about being an ex-big leaguer is getting freebies to the game. Call the front office, bingo. And once these fans recognize me, I probably won't even have to pay for my light beer from Miller. Down the truck! I love them. These fans know I drink light because it's less filling and it tastes great. Good seats, huh? You're in the wrong shape, buddy. Come on. Oh, I must be in the front come row. On, come, come, come on. Light beer from Miller. Everything you always wanted in a beer and less. Good seats, hey, buddy? He missed the tag! He missed the tag! I must be in the front row. I mean, I'm going to go back to uh, the monkeys, by the way. As great as John Madden was, and he was on those commercials, Bob Euchre, my goodness gracious. You talk about segueing 
<laughs> beautifully into his post-playing career, or at least one of them. That was your most requested old light beer commercial, and I just thought I would oblige. Uh, we didn't quite get through it. Doggone it. No, I do not have a Davy Jones poster. All right, we'll take a break. <laughs> Wrapping up hour one. Hour two straight ahead. Jen and Mike Ashley in the third hour. We'll be back here on the finally Friday edition. Dawn has arisen here in the NRB. NRB. 